Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, Kim Chesney. Kim is the author of Radical Intuition a revolutionary guide to using your inner power. A globally recognized innovation leader and the founder of Intuition Lab, her work has been featured or supported by leading edge organizations, including South by Southwest Interactive, Carnegie Mellon University, Comcast, and Hewlett Packard. She lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we are really excited to have you here today on the show. Kim, welcome to Wickedly Smart Women podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Angel. I'm so excited to talk with you today. I'm excited to talk with you too. I want to hear all about how you got involved in intuition. Did you start your life? Did you come out of the womb knowing (laughs) or did you have a spiritual awakening? (laughs) A little column A, a little column B. (laughs) So one of the things I always say is, you know, intuition is something that we can all develop over time. So though I, I definitely was came into this world with a propensity for it, I've worked hard over the years to really understand it and open up to it in my life. I think as a young person, I was an artist and a creative person, so I was naturally intuitive. And I had um, a lot of sort of experiences with intuition as a child that I needed to understand as I grew up. So I think a lot of us were in that that uh, situation as young people, and there was a world around us that we didn't always understand. We had imaginations. We had experiences that maybe our parents couldn't explain or our schools couldn't explain. So it sort of set me on this lifelong quest uh, as time moved on to really make sense of that and to connect the dots. Because as I got older, the older I got, the stronger this stuff got. So I realized I had to figure it out. So ultimately, my spiritual awakening, which really happened in my 20s, was a real punctuation mark in this journey saying, this is what I need to do with my life. This is my purpose and how I was felt really aligned with sharing that message and exploration. Mm, Beautiful. Well, it's interesting because I believe that we're all equipped. You know, we all have the actual equipment, but not all of us have it turned on. And some of us who have it turned on have the dial way down. And then there are some who have the equipment and they're just... Yeah, their dial is on all the way up all (laughs) the time. So Yes, that's a great analogy. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit because 
you know, when I went through my own spiritual awakening, it was after my spiritual awakening that I looked back and could see the places where I had like little, almost like popcorn, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like a little one kernel pops and then another kernel pops. I could look back and see where my intuition was talking to me. Can you talk a little bit about specifically the spiritual awakening phase Mm -hmm. of your journey, Kim? And when you had that happen, what was the impact? Yeah. And I mean, that's, it's such a, that is such an important conversation because we can talk about intuition, but uh, the reality is if we're sitting here having a conversation about it and people who are listening to this have, they've probably had an awakening of their own and awakenings can be such a powerful experience. Really when we sort of see the world with new eyes for the first time and realize there's something more it's going on there, then the world's let us see. This is really truly transformational. It can be scary. It can be uh, times of uncertainty. And, and it's such a wonderful time that we're living in now that we have the internet and, and books in ways that we can communicate and learn and understand what's actually happening to us. So I love the analogy, first of all, that you used the popcorn, because I always use it like a sparkle, but it's really the same thing with the popcorn. See, early on, most of us, most everyone has had those little pops or those little twinkles where their intuition has come through in those moments, those little uh, serendipitous moments or those coincidences or those moments of alignment or those things you just knew or were called to. Those I call are like the calling cards of your intuition. They're there. They're just like, hey, I'm here. There's something more. Pay attention to me. Listen, look. But we're sort of taught to ignore those or that they're just downplay them or that we can't trust them or rely on them. So that's part of the conditioning that we're really struggling to overcome, I think, in in the culture today. So as time goes on and we really start to really reconnect with ourselves and open up our intuition to the truth within us and to this reality within us, our intuition naturally grows stronger. And ultimately, you're going to get to a place where you have this awakening and it can come in so many forms, it can come through an awakening process of joy and growth and transformation. It can come even through suffering, like Eckhart Tolle talks about. His awakening came from from extreme suffering and really being at that edge of of where he has to just let everything go, right? So it's whatever we get to that point when we realize that there's something more important than all of the stuff we've been conditioned to buy into in every moment of our life. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd really like to have you talk a little bit more deeply about the conditioning piece because for me, so in my own journey, I was I was literally I was a real estate developer and I hurt myself skiing and then started a yoga practice. And so the popping open happened for me. I had a huge awakening moment during a yoga class in in the middle of a shavasana outdoors, my third eye opened up and I could see in the park when I sat up everyone in the park was like a golden white orb of light. And so it was, it was quite an experience for me because I was like, I was literally like, I'm a real estate developer. What the heck is going on here? And that led me to, you know, leave that life behind. And that happens a lot for people. It does happen a lot where you, you actually die to an old life. Mm -hmm. But what I really want to kind of get up underneath him is, is your thoughts on, you know, the cultural, societal, educational, religious conditioning, and really what's up underneath that? Why would we collectively make the decision to entrain and condition our generations to ignore this capacity? Yeah. And, you know, I think 
I always say that one of the biggest crimes that's been perpetrated against humanity has been the conditioning that we don't have intuition or that intuition isn't something that's real or, or can be trusted. And, you know, I talk about this a lot because it really is, it's, it really is a crime that we have, like you said, all of this equipment, all of this potential. But really, if you look back over our lives, at least in our lifetime, you know, it's changing a little now. The, dynamic and the tide is changing. But back then, you know, we were taught that side of the brain was, oh, you know, art and music, that's that's something for, you know, those creative people, but we're not sure the the right brain. And then, but we're all like, oh, learn your formulas, learn this, go to school, be really smart, learn to develop this one whole side of, of your thinking when we really forgot about this other part of, of our thinking process and this capacity within us. So, from a very early age, I think we're conditioned not to see that way of learning and understanding the world as equal with the sort of rational, linear way of seeing the world. Even like I was talking just today about people who are left-handed and right-handed. Even think about in generations before us, people who are left-handed. They were encouraged not to be left-handed. They actually would take it out of their hand and, and teach them to write with their right hand to keep that sort of side of your brain is your dominant brain because maybe because we know how much power is in that you know there's so much there there's so much power in our intuitive side of our minds so maybe that's an area that you know we were cautioned away from on some level for for whatever reason because it's it's easier for us to really live these lives in accordance to the infrastructure when we're following what everybody else is doing when we're going to the same schools that everyone else is doing when we're learning to think with this one side of our brain. So right now, you know, we're really getting to this point in time. And I talk about the intuition revolution a lot that's happening right now. And it's sort of like we've got to a point where like enough is enough. It's time to rebalance. It's time to reckon these two sides of our minds and our, our ways of thinking and look at them as complementary, not as oppositional. Right. Mm. So we want to be really smart. It's so important that we have modern medicine and, and all of the, the wonderful comforts of living in a, a modern society and everything that comes with that. But at the same time, we want to complement that with this deep inner knowing and reserve and connection that we have to life itself that's been sort of strangled out of us for generations. So this moment, so much is happening. It's happening socially. It's happening economically. It's happening spiritually on so many levels. This inner reconnection with this intuitive side of our mind is rebalancing and bringing real change. Mm, yeah, beautiful. Well, I think that we're also, we have, we have lived through centuries of not just opposition, but domination and subordination, yes. right? Yes. And so I want to talk a little bit about the idea of we are in a new, we are in a turning point. I like to call it, we're at the dawning of the creative age. Yes. And the conditioning, the way I see it, you know, a lot of the domination of the mental, you know, rational side emerged out of the industrial revolution and the industrial mm -hmm. age, but we are actually post-industrial and approaching post-information age mm -hmm. now and, and really at this dawning of the creative age. So, What's interesting to me is so many of us have been suppressed, repressed, depressed in our active acquisition of information and awareness from our intuitive side. What do you have that you offer people to help them to A, dismantle mm -hmm. the conditioning and B, begin to not only exercise 
what's their birthright, their natural capacities, but to also begin to actually trust those natural capacities. Excellent. And that is that you really hit the, the core of what we all need to do at this moment in time. And, and I love this word of demantle, dismantling our conditioning because that's really what intuition is all about. It's about disruption. It's about interruption because we've been, we've been just sucked into the mind, the toxic mind, right? So that's sort of the path that we ended up going in this information age. And now, like you said, moving into this post information age, we're, we're stuck in our phones all the time. We're running a mile a minute. We're going around like chickens with our heads cut off all the time. And, and intuition is sort of like an intervention. When you decide that you're going to honor your intuition, your intuition just says, stop. It says, stop, slow down, you know, back up, right? Pull back from the world. The problem is we're too engaged in the world. We're too out there and immersed in the outside world. And we've forgotten about this interconnection. So our intuition, the first thing it calls us to do when we're really ready to make this shift is to slow down and make more space and stillness in our life. Because stillness is the place where your intuition can speak. And it's those empty spaces between our thoughts where our intuitive pressions and insight can come through. So it's so important. Mindfulness is so important. All of the things that have been happening in recent generations and decades with the mindfulness movement is such a great precursor for this insight age or creative age or intuition age, whatever you, word you want to use for it, really calming the mind, pulling back from that hamster wheel of thinking has been really the laying the groundwork for us to move into a place where now we can start living insightfully instead of running around trying to figure out the solutions to everything with our linear little minds, we can open up and just receive the insights and the guidance from that place of knowing, from that place of connection that really just makes things much easier. And it's really our connection to genius. You know, it's, it's a step above. We talk about the intellect and how important that is. Well, intuition is our connection to that genius that's going to take us to the next level and take us beyond. Beautiful. Living insightfully and our intuition is our connection to our genius. Those are some pearls of wisdom right there, Kim. We are already at the break. We're going to take a short break. And right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we need your help. If you're enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share the show with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. If you do go to wickedlysmartwomen.com, there is also a place now on the site where you can sign up to become a member of our community. We are going to be building out the Wickedly Smart Women community in the years and months ahead. And signing up will also get you access to the link for our store. So I definitely encourage you to go to the website, www.wickedlysmartwomen.com and get yourself on our list and share the show with your lovely lady friends as well. I do want to say a big thank you today to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. We are now up to 53 countries, and we want to welcome today and shout out to our listeners in Albania, Slovenia, and Portugal. Those are our three spots today where we're shouting out to our listeners, and we will be right back with Kim Chesney. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by The Wealthy Life Mentor. 
Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition. Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Kim Chesney. You can find out more about Kim, about her new book, Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power, and the Intuition Lab by going to www.kimchesney.com. That's www.kimchesney.com. We will have that for you in the show notes. And Kim, before we took the break, we were talking about the conditioning, and, and you you said at the end of our segment there about living insightfully. And I really loved that phrase. I think that's a really powerful phrase, living insightfully. But the other piece that you were bringing to the table was the importance of slowing down and giving space and making space for listening and all of the practices that are actually necessary to begin the dismantling. And the, from the way you were expressing it, what I was seeing was not even dismantling the conditioning so much, but literally like opting out, <laughs> opting out of the conditioning to be on that hamster wheel, to be running at 20,000 miles an hour and being sucked into our phones and all of those places where the information that we're getting from the outside world is taking up so much space that yes. there's no room for our intuition to get through to us. Is, is that what I was hearing? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the, the, the first step is that white space that creating that white space in your life is so important. Even if you have to just put something on the calendar every day to remind yourself to spend some time with yourself, spend some time in stillness, just take a moment, uh, whether you go for a walk, go for a run, take a long shower. It's in those moments. If you've noticed, those are the ones when you get those bright ideas, right? How many great ideas have you gotten on the drive to work back when we used to drive to work or, you know, or in the shower? It's because those are the moments when your mind's open and you can actually receive this stuff. Beautiful. Well, you know, the other thing that I want to just presence because we are women here, right? And it is Wickedly Smart Women. The show is Wickedly Smart Women. You know, I when I made the show, the wickedly part is actually the wink to the intuition side of us, right? <laughs> I like it. Um, because <laughs> I definitely want to elevate, celebrate, and spotlight smart women, but I also want to elevate, celebrate, and spotlight those wickedly smart women who are smart <laughs> enough to be able to leverage both sides of their brains, right? You mm -hmm. really want to be actually leveraging both sides of your brain. Absolutely. One thing that just wants to be brought into the space, Kim, is this idea of being culturally guilted into mm. staying hooked in to the conditioning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. does intuition have some suggestions <laughs> 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 for 
sort of the dismantling of the guilt, right? Because, you right. know, you mentioned, oh, taking a nice long shower, going mm. out for a run. And, and I think women in particular have been held to this immense expectation that we're going to, as this Anjali commercial, when mm. I was younger, used to say, bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan and never let him forget he's a man. And don't, yeah. you know, don't forget you've got the kids and, yes. you know, you're all the other things going on. So can you talk a little bit about how a woman, a wickedly smart woman can not only dismantle the conditioning and access her insight, but dismantle any guilt about doing so. Right. Absolutely. And I think as women that in the modern age, that is a really common question and something that we really need to pay attention to because, you know, I talk about intuition as really living your truth and being authentic. And so, you know, these are phrases that you hear thrown around here and there, but ultimately what we're saying is when we're living true to ourselves, we're living true to our intuition and the truth within us instead of the truth or non-truth outside of us. So this is the thing, you know, we have all these people around us. We have families, you know, we have coworkers, we have dreams, then aspirations and all this stuff in the world. So it's so important that as part of this slowing down process and this reconnection process that we start to look within and say, what makes us happy? What makes us fulfilled? What is our unique purpose, right? Nobody in the world can tell you what your purpose is. You and only you and your intuition know because it's written on your heart. It guides you. It inspires you. Um, you're probably really passionate about it, even if you're not conscious of it. All of that is within you. And reconnecting with that energy really needs to be at the top of that sort of hierarchy of needs. Because when you get that right and you start to live this truth and you are the person that you know you're meant to be, then all of these other things start to fall in place. Instead of, you know, we're putting all these other, like, other things above it and putting ourselves last. And that's how we get mixed up. That's part of the whole mix up in this whole process. You know, we've been taught to think the wrong way. We've been conditioned to put everything else before the one true thing that matters most, which is our connection and not an ego connection, not a selfish connection, because there, there really is a difference. It's not like we're being selfish. We're being true and we're being, you know, we're opening space for us to be ourselves so that we can be our best selves for other people. Mm, yeah, when you were speaking there, what I was getting was we've inverted the pyramid and it's time yeah. to flip it. <laughs> it's time yes. to really flip it. So I'm really curious, Kim, because you are clearly a very successful, wickedly smart woman <laughs> in terms of how you have managed to actually bring the good news, shall we say, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. into some very major spaces and places where you know, in the past, the soft uh, skills of intuition were, you know, kind of poo-pooed. And so mm -hmm. I would love to hear you share with our listeners, because obviously you have created a business out of mm -hmm. what you are a proponent of, which is using your intuition. I'd love to hear a little bit about your business journey for our listeners who might be kind of having that calling themselves as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love telling these stories. So I was kind of like a... Uh, I kind of came in through the back door. I was like an intuition ninja. They didn't see me coming, you know? So I, I wrote my first book, what, almost, and it was 2004. A bajillion years ago, I wrote my first book on intuition, um, which really just fell in my lap. I, and, and it was totally intuition that even made it happen. But as that book came out, I was also at the beginning of my career in technology. So I've worked for 
the last 20 years in the tech sector, working with some of the biggest technology companies and organizations, leading edge people in the world. So at the time, it seemed very fragmented. It didn't seem like the two sides of my brain were ever going to connect. You know, I had these two sides here and I was like, why? There, there has to be a meeting place. And so I held on and I held on. And sure enough, fast forward, I'm sitting in a strategic planning meeting with a really cool company and some really super smart people with lots of PhDs. And all of a sudden, the conversation switches to intuition. And they're talking about intuition and how intuition is so important in what they're in the products they're developing and how they're developing and how people are going to use it and how it's this new holy grail that people are finally realizing that, you know, and even in terms of creativity, right? You know, the MFA is the new MBA. And we're talking about these artists who are out there leading companies based on the sheer uh, disruptive energy that naturally flows to them. So, so all of this stuff starts happening. And of course, for me, I was like, all the like lights are going off. I'm like, Finally, I see the world getting closer together and closer together. And, and ultimately, you know, I started, you know, I worked for a company where I started an incubator. I supported creative technology companies that were working, um, at the space of innovation. And I, and innovation and creativity are so deeply intuitive, right? And most people don't realize that. And that's why with this book, Radical Intuition, I really wanted to help people understand this whole spectrum of intuition, that it is the softer side of us. It is the spiritual side of us, but it, all of that applies to life, right? And that's the most important part. We want to connect with our intuition, but the most important part of it is once we do that, we follow it and bring it into the world. And we do that by following our passions and following our inspiration and following our quote unquote heart, right? And when we do that, we, we, we're able to create things the world has never seen before. And those are the things that are valuable. Those are the things that are going to move us forward into the future. And that's really the core of what I'm talking about with this intuition revolution. Mm, beautiful. I love it. So in the last couple of minutes that we have left here, Kim, I'd love to hear about the Intuition Lab. And are you primarily working with big companies? Or are you also working with, you know, small business owners or individuals? And what does your work with them look like through the Intuition Lab? Yeah, so so I love I came up with this idea of a lab because it was it's really an exploration of intuition. I wanted to work in uh, you know with individuals, with groups, um within business situations and personal situations to really you really expand our understanding of intuition and help other people to get in touch with it and use it. So it's been a really exciting journey. And I like the idea of a lab because we're kind of hacking intuition. We're in there. We're doing all the stuff that I've spent 20 years working with this. So it's a little bit of all those things. I, I do online courses with people one-on-one um, in small group coaching. And I also do uh, seminars with groups and companies in so many ways. That's the thing that's so great about intuition is it really applies to anything. I could, like anybody can call me up and tell me, come in, let's, let's learn how to use our intuition better. And it would apply because whatever you do in life, you're going to do it better if you do it insightfully, if you do it in connection with your intuition. So yeah, so it's, um, you know, really for in terms of business, helping companies, helping people innovate, helping entrepreneurs understand their sweet spot and their voice. Uh, there's so many different ways that, you know, intuition is applicable. And, and I, I try to help people in every way I can. 
Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And I'm, I'm sure that today's episode will be a huge help to our Wickedly Smart Women audience. And it has been my pleasure to have you here, Kim. Thanks. Listeners. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that for you in the show notes. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.